Hello and welcome, my friends, to another edition of the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Mark Schofield with you for Friday, July 29th. And if it's Friday, it's what, Chuck? I, what, what? What is it? Is it? It sounds like Holder Tuesday. It is no. It, it, oh, it's another Kicker Friday. That's what we've it's got kicker going on Friday. here. That's Chuck Zada with you. And as always, a little Kicker Friday action. We're going to talk about some specialist stuff, Chuck. You've got something up on Greg Zerline now, don't you? Yeah. So what I uh, what I did is I had some requests from Rams fans. Uh, to take a look at Greg Zerline, just because he had a disappointing year last year, only 66.7% accuracy, 20 for 30 for the year. Uh, and a lot of fans had some questions as to whether or not uh, Zerline was going to have a bounce back year, what caused his problems last year. And so I spent a couple days just digging into uh, his overall approach, his technique and everything, just to see what was going on. And I was, I was really curious more than anything else because this was a guy uh, who in his second and third years, you know, had a lot of fanfare, especially, you know, some big long kicks that he had made. And I was wondering, you know, what, what happened to him? So that was really the, the genesis of this project. Now, you mentioned long kicks there. Was the... Simple answer here that just, you know, Jeff Fisher ran him out for some ridiculously long field goals and that kind of messed him up. So that's part of it. And I want to. Well, I was just kind of kidding with that, but. No, that's that's actually part of it. So to put this in perspective, in the the four years that Zerline's been in the league from uh, 2012 through 2015, there have been 25 kicks of, of 60 or more yards attempted. Zerline has had five of them. So one guy has had 20% of the attempts from 60 plus across the entire NFL, which is not what you want to see. Okay. No. Just because the, the success rate on those isn't high to begin with. Okay. Um, you know, effectively Zerline has got, Zerline has gone two for five over that four year period. The rest of the league has gone four for 20. So it tells you just how bad it is that you're six for 25 overall, uh, when you're kicking from 60 plus yards, it's not the kind of thing that's going to build a kicker's confidence. Okay. Yeah. Now, to ask you a question about that, we've t- used the golf analogy a lot on Kicker Fridays. And when you're trying to hit a 60 yard field goal or a 50 yard field goal, depending on what your range typically is, is that kind of like when you get to the tee at 18 and you've had a bad day, you just try to grip it and rip it and everything gets wrong mechanically? I don't even think of it so much like that. I think of it more, you know, you're in the middle of the round and maybe you've been hitting pretty well, but all of a sudden you come up to that tee that maybe there's 120 yards of brush in front of you, but it mentally starts to get to your head. And so you're, you're sitting there thinking, okay, I've got to carry like 190 or 200. And it just gets in your head just because you, you just feel like you can't make a mistake. And so the two things that you try to do naturally, the first is you try to kill the ball. And the second, you're in your head thinking, okay, I've got to hit this one perfectly also. And the combination of those two thoughts simply does not mesh well when you're a kicker. It's probably like uh, if you're a quarterback, if you're sitting there and if you're saying, okay, you know, I've got a, I've got a guy who is great in uh, you know, man coverage deep, but I'm trying to hit a guy you know, on a nine right down the sidelines, you're probably trying to whip that ball as hard as you can, but also place it perfectly. That just doesn't work. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to have those two mindsets simultaneously. And so because of that, it, it just kind of messes with a kicker's head because on one hand, he's trying to destroy the ball. And on the other, he's trying to, you know, maintain mechanics. And it just, it doesn't work when you're thinking about that much at one time. 
So let's now focus a little bit on Zerline. You've dug into the tape now. I know you actually put a, a four image still up on Twitter um, earlier this week asking people what kicks he made, what kicks he didn't make. What did you find when you looked at his tape? So Zerline is interesting when you look at his mechanics. He is... Uh, he's got a very short and very quick approach. He's not a guy that has a lot of rotational energy side to side, uh, like a Steven Hauschka, for example, but he's got a very short backswing and a very short follow-through. It's a very compact motion, uh, which means there aren't a lot of moving parts. So at first glance, I was looking at it, and I'm sitting there and I'm going, I I don't quite see where the issue is because... It's a pretty compact motion, and he tends to get himself in pretty decent position uh, on his kicks, where I started to see some things that looked interesting, actually. And and you can relate this to, once again, we'll go, uh, we're going to play the Chuck mentioned golfing, so everybody have a beer uh, game, because that's, that's kind of what we do on Fridays. It's really an excuse for us to have a couple beers during the show. Um, what Zerline, I, what I saw with Zerline more than anything else was his pace varied from kick to kick and that tends to throw off his mechanics so on one kick for example uh he's kicking from the left hash from 50 yards and i looked at all kicks indoors in st louis just because i wanted to have a consistent frame of reference and i took kicks all from the left hash just because i wanted to make sure that i wasn't being skewed by uh you know different placement or a different field or anything like that And what I saw is that when Zerline is clicking, when everything is working mechanically for him, the timing between his jab step with his left foot, which is his first step, it's a little half step that he takes with his left foot, the timing between that jab step and his plant step is usually around 0.9 to 0.95 seconds, okay? What I found was that when he starts to, when, when inaccuracy develops, it's when that timing is thrown off. And I saw there were a couple kicks uh, that he missed where he was down around 0.7 seconds. There was another one that he missed that was around 1.1. And so it really is for him, and I don't know if it's, it's nerves, I don't know if it's just um, that he you know, hasn't you know, built the repetition in those mechanics enough. I don't think it's that. It, it, this seems like more of a mental thing when timing is off like that. But he had this variation in his timing, and really that was the biggest thing that would affect it. Thinking about this, have the holder and snapper been constant throughout? Like I'm wondering if there was an issue with the, per- the first part of the battery that threw his timing off. No, it's, it, it's a clean battery really all the way through. All the, uh, the ones that I was watching, again, they were indoors, clean snaps, clean holds, no bobbles or anything, clean timing in general there. What I really found more than anything else was he would start his approach at the same time. He just wouldn't finish it at the same time. And that really was what was throwing this off more than anything else. Now, how does that get thrown off? Like, Is that mental? Is that lack of confidence? Or is it a physical thing? You know, I was talking uh, in the fall last year with Ross Martin, who at the time was kicking for Duke uh, and was picked up by the Jets in the offseason. And he said something that I think really... Uh, clicked with me in terms of my own experience and in kicking uh, in these types of situations. And obviously, I have never kicked in front of 60,000 people, so I'm projecting somewhat here. But what he said was that really when you're talking about, you know, whether it's a longer kick or a kick in front of a lot of different, uh, you know, fans that you may not have kicked in front of before, it's all about 
realizing that your body is going to be uncomfortable. You, you know, you're going to have that adrenaline there. Your heart's going to be pounding a bit. It's about being able to still control the timing and rhythm of your swing and of your approach, despite the fact that you have that adrenaline going through you. And Zerline, look, he's made some big kicks in tough situations, and he's got a huge leg. But for one reason or another, his timing is not consistent on his move. And so to go back to the golf analogy... And Mark, you're a golfer, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right through you, actually, okay? Gotcha. W- what happens when you quicken the pace of your swing? W- where where's the ball go for you? Oh, I'm usually snap-hooking that then to the left. Exactly. And what happens when you slow down too much? Yeah, I'll probably push it to the right a little bit. Exactly what you see from Zerline, okay? When Zerline is too slow, he's typically lagging his hips right behind the ball, and he's typically pushing that ball off to the right. If he's a little bit too quick, he tends to hook the ball a little bit, okay? And so it's exactly what you see here, just because you end up with the timing a little bit off, and instead of everything being aligned right through the target, you end up with things just not quite where they're supposed to be at the point of contact. And this is important, because with the you mentioned the, uh, the Twitter image that I put up yeah. uh, earlier, and what I was actually trying to show on that was, look, these four kicks look just about identical as he's approaching the ball. Okay, the average person, and, and, and I looked at him closely too, the average person can't really see any difference inside of those kicks. So for anyone who answered, oh, you know, this one was saying this and this was saying that, I apologize because I kind of played a little bit of dirty pool oh, on Oh, man, you. that's evil. I played a little bit of dirty pool on you because really all of these look the same. It's more where he gets to as he's striking the ball later. And in some of them, his hips just are not going through uh, the target zone at contact in others he's too far ahead and he's already outside the target zone so from my perspective you know and you can go through and I was watching skip steps I was watching everything after the kick he's very consistent in his overall motion it, it's it still is the same motion every time so there isn't a problem in terms of repeating the same mechanics it's a problem of the timing of those mechanics, and that's something that we haven't talked about a lot. We've, we've, when we've talked about kickers who have missed kicks previously, we've talked an awful lot about, well, he didn't get to the same place, and so uh, his plant foot was off, or uh, his hips were off because of this and that. This is more a timing issue rather than a mechanics issue because, you know, I watched his follow-through, and, and pretty much on every kick it's the exact same. It's just that where he was striking the ball was at a different point in his motion at various times, and that's really where you ran into the issue with Zerline. Now, do you think he's in danger of losing his job? I know the Rams brought in you know, an undrafted rookie from uh, Texas A&M. Do you think there's genuine concern that Zerline might lose his spot, or is that just kind of you know, bringing in a guy to push him during camp? So I don't think he should be in danger of losing his job. I think uh, we talked about Jeff Fisher uh, potentially overusing him in long yardage situations. I think that is the biggest culprit behind uh, his weak performance last year. The reason being uh, that nearly a third of his kicks were from over 50 yards last year. You know, on long distance kicks, and this is another thing when we talk about the timing issue, it may just be on long distance kicks. Look, he's trying to whale the ball, and he just either quickens or slows his motion while he's trying to do that. So, from my perspective, Zerline has everything that you want mechanically in a kicker, and at shorter distances, it shows up perfectly. He is a, an above-average kicker 
up to 50 yards. He has the leg to be an above average kicker beyond that, but he doesn't quite have the timing down to be able to hit those kicks on a repeated basis right now. And I think if the Rams were to give up on him, uh, they would be giving up on someone with an awful lot of natural talent and someone who I think should still have a job this year. So it's basically the answer, just Jeff Fisher, like cool it with the 60 yarders. Yeah. It's like, buddy, like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you know, this isn't, you know, I know his name's Legatron and everything and you want to give the kid, uh, you know, some, some chances, but let's, let's back off a little bit because he, you know, he's a talented kid, but you still have to use him in a responsible manner. It's just like, you don't put a pitcher out there and say, okay, you're going to throw 140 pitches because we feel that you got a golden arm. You don't do that. It doesn't make sense. Kickers are the same way. They're, they're wired a little bit differently. They're a little bit weird, and I get that. But you can't abuse the fact that you have a talented kicker because all of a sudden, you know, it starts to get in his head. If, if you end up in some bad situations, you know, it starts to get in his head and you potentially end up, uh, you know, ruining a very talented kicker there. So from my perspective, I look at Zerline and I say, look, this is a guy who we've talked about the dangers of box score scouting with, uh, you know, with quarterbacks and receivers and so forth. This is a guy only made 66% of his kicks last year. I think he is better than that. I think he will bounce back this year. And I think that anyone uh, who is doubting him probably hasn't looked at the tape or the reasons for his struggles last year. And I think that he is going to, again, pending Jeff Fisher's usage, which is something I can't control and I can't predict, but I think he has all the tools in the book to be able to bounce back this year uh, and get back to being an above-average kicker statistically uh, as he was in his second and third seasons. Now, I have to ask you about your perspective here because you know your, the thoughts tonight that you're sharing with us, are these coming from Chuck Zotta, impartial NFL kicking analyst, or Chuck Zotta, head of the kicker's union? Well, no one's impartial. You know, we, we know that. At I this mean, I've got to ask, you know, we got a full disclosure here, right? No, look, if my view is that, again, you know, Zerline is a kicker who has proven himself to be an above average kicker. To, you know, again, I always strip out rookie years because you can never judge a kicker by his rookie year. But you start to get into seasons two and three and get a track record there. That's who Greg Zerline is. It's not who he was last year. And I say that because, again, it was mainly the fact that, again, almost a third of his kicks last year were from 50-plus yards, which is in significantly, uh, significantly above-average rate for those types of kicks. So from my perspective, if you normalize that to what most kickers end up uh, kicking, you know, where they end up kicking from the average distance, he is absolutely capable of being an above-average kicker in this league. I just think that his usage was a little bit crazy last year. Uh, but look, I won't lie. I'm obviously a little bit biased, okay? Uh, you know, I like to see kickers succeed, but keep in mind, look, it's, you know, it's kind of my name on the line if I'm vouching for a guy uh, as well. So, you know, I have to be objective in my criticism and I have to be able to say, look, here's what's going on. And, you know, if I'm not able to do that, I don't really have a place here either. So uh, I think it's, it's certainly uh, true that I am always rooting for kickers to succeed. I think that they are given a raw deal in a lot of situations. But by the same token, you know, I have to back everything up with video, and I try to do that to uh, explain where I'm coming from. And that's why at Inside the Pylon, we show our work in every article, right, man? It's what we do. Look, if anyone wants to come on and say, hey, here's some video I put together, happy to have a debate. If you want to tell me that Greg Zerline isn't going to bounce back, put up an article. We'll get you on the podcast. We'll do it up. 
That sounds fantastic. Chuck, any last thoughts on this kicker Friday for July 29th? No, that that's about it. And uh, we're getting ready. Uh, we're only about a week away from having some real kicks flying again. So it's, uh, oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? We're getting right down to it. It's about time. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to the Friday edition of the Quick Kicks podcast. Check out Chuck's article on InsideThePylon.com. As always, follow us on Twitter at ITPylon. Until next time, Mark Schofield and Chuck Zotta signing off for the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast.